Welcome to the Great Game Debate Podcast, where friends come together to discuss video games and our lives. As always, I'll be your host, Kaden Barathelane, and uh, joining me, as always, is our man from the closet, Wes Bates. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good, dude. I just had my daughter's nine-year-old birthday party earlier. Oh, congratulations. Happy birthday to her. Little proud papa here rolling down my (laughs) cheek, but I'll I'll be okay. I'm pulling it together for the podcast here. (laughs) Well, I'm sure she had a great party knowing you. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, lots of fun, lots of laughter, too much food that's very unhealthy for you. So, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the way it goes. Okay, cool. Yeah. And we're also joined by the godfather of great game debate himself, Jonah Gomez. What's up? Hey, what's dude, up? Dude. Uh, I've, I've been better. I've, uh, I've had a really uh, uh-huh. rocky week. So, um, I hear that, dude. Yeah. Hopefully but it picks up for you. I'm here, and that's what I'm happy about. So, let's go. Yeah. Um, well, oh, we're yeah. uh, we'll see if we can pick up your afternoon. Oh yeah, with yeah. this <laughs> with this show. And uh, we have the distinct pleasure and honor of being rejoined by two previous guests to the show, uh, Brad Russell and Jimmy Good. How are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you're giving me retro vibes with the sepia tone of your camera and the 80s synthwave background on your TV and the retro consoles on your stand behind you. I'm loving it. Thank you. Zelda one shirt. It's my brand, baby. Yeah, those DualSense (laughs) controllers are real retro. Yeah, they really uh, (laughs) stick out there, don't they? Uh, yeah. Buddy. yeah. Ed, how are you doing, Jimmy? I love the Monster Hunter rep on your shirt. Got the Eater of Elders himself, Nergigante. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And uh, as we were talking about beforehand, this was a gift from... Uh, he's on the Great Game Debate, I think it is. His oh. name is Wes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Never heard of actually, him. This art is by the Bear Hemoth. Oh. Uh, so check out the Bear Hemoth on Instagram. He's a great awesome. job. He's been doing stuff uh, a little while ago. He was doing this thing where he was taking... Like monster hunter monsters yeah and putting them like with pokemon like a vibe like what they would look like as in like a pokemon theme and That's it was really sick. cool like yeah so if yeah. you go check him out uh tell him jimmy sent you but oh, i'm yeah. doing just fine thank you so much for having me guys and i was like hey we're talking monster hunter and plus even if we weren't today i'd wear it because of wes because i love this shirt so much and uh you know what they say even the elder dragons quake in fear baby i'm glad you're i'm glad you're getting use out of that thing Heck yeah oh yeah i love it i love it so much i show it off to everyone they're like who who is that i'm like it's a video game character I'm like uh, it's a like, sweet it's like a porcupine dragon monster leave, <laughs> exactly, it, right? leave it at that he's cool all right, guys, I uh, hope you stopped by the Temple of Time on your way in and picked up the Master Sword because it's time for the Icebreaker. All right, well, normally we have a little bit of an interview uh, with our guests when they come on, but as you guys have uh, been on the show before, uh, instead we'll just do kind of like a quick catch-up with you guys. Um, Jamie, I know you've recently had a big move, right? You want to tell us uh, just a little bit about that, what you kind of got going on? Yeah, so for anyone who may not know, hi, I'm Jimmy. Nice to, nice Jimmy. to virtually meet you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I actually just moved last week from the state of Minnesota to the 
state of California, which uh, is about a 30-hour drive for anybody out there who wants to talk about that. Uh, Yikes. Because it's, yeah, it's a long ways. A lot of different states that you see. I got to say, uh, Colorado's probably my favorite as far as driving through because it's just gorgeous. It's just mountains. It's the part that. Uh, yeah, so what brings me out to California? Chasing after my dreams. I'm going after my dream of being a film actor. That's right, in the movies, baby. I spent so many years talking about movies and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I've always wanted to do this. And I finally had the opportunity. Last year I was going to do it, but then there was that old, you know, pandemic thing that showed up. Uh, And I got out of the great state of California about four days before it shut down. Uh, (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, that was close. Uh, But now I'm back out here, and uh, it's beautiful. It's really, really nice. A lot of lovely, wonderful people that I've run into so far, personally. And I think my true, like, kind of Midwestern niceties, they go a longer ways here because I just, like, take my time to say thank you and try to interact with people. And I can tell that a lot of them aren't used to it, and they're like, you're not from around here, are you? And I'm like, (laughs) gave it away. Because the the rest of us are all jerks. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like it's just more like there's just hustle and bustle. It's not like a New York hustle and bustle where no one will talk to you, but if you take a moment to engage with people out here, they seem so friendly and so nice, and I've had a, a lot of good experiences so far. So yeah, so I moved out here, so that's why you can kind of, this is the apartment, and it's kind of barren right now, but don't worry, it'll fill up with stuff over time. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I was just happy that this could work out. And when Wes, you're kind of like, hey, can you be on the show? I was like, well, that'll be like the Sunday after I move out there. But it all worked out. So thank you so much cool. for having me. I appreciate it's it. A yeah. pleasure. So yeah, how's, how's the uh, the weather down there? So Brad and I, are we're up here in Northern California. Jimmy's down in Southern California. Are you getting any of the, the smoke or any of the nastiness from the our fires mm. up here that we're getting? Fortunately, not. Not that I know of. It's been like 70s, 80s the whole time I've been here for the most part. I'm sorry you guys have suffered up there because I, weeks ago in Minnesota, we were getting some of the worst um, air quality on the planet uh, because of the Canada fires. And mm. the visibility um, was so, so uh... poor. It was so bad. I'm not kidding, you guys. It was, it was like Mordor levels. Oh. And so when oh. you were talking about the smoke and stuff, I was like, yeah, it was really weird to see that because at home... Our air quality is uh, its amazing all the time because it's more naturalistic. It's not like super um, heavily populated all over. So I didn't really deal with that, but I saw that a few weeks ago. But when I got here, I haven't seen that really yet, uh, thankfully. But uh, I'm sorry that you guys are suffering only a little bit of what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that it's not really affecting you guys down there because... it's been pretty nasty up here. I'm sure Brad has been dealing with it himself too in his area. It's been awful, just awful. And as a nurse too, it's been rough. A lot of uh, exacerbated uh, asthma. You know, people are really sick up here. It's terrible. Man, it's rough, guys. Yeah, it's really rough. Hard to hear all that. Hey. Stay in my closet, not go outside. You know. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. <laughs> So I know you're looking to get in the film space and stuff. Are you looking to do any like VO work or anything in like the animated space or? It's funny you should mention that. Oh. Uh, yes, yes, I am. Because acting, it's all acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say they want to get into voiceover, right? It is still acting. It's just that you're not necessarily with another person. You might be in a booth. But yes, I definitely am. And I actually have um, different contacts down here who have done some voice acting there you i'm go. excited to meet and talk to about it but if anybody out there knows anybody in anything 
I am very available. Uh, but not so available that it's needy. It's like more like a fun, like, yeah, uh, but yes, no, I would love to do that. And plus, we're starting to see more and more of like, especially in video games, there's still voice acting, obviously, but there's more and more of the motion capture mm -hmm. and all that too. So that's just another facet, another cool way of telling mm -hmm. a story, right? Uh, and it just gives me more and more appreciation for people like at, uh who do it so frequently, but like somebody, and it's so crazy. Like Troy Baker, uh, that guy, what a varied talent. I was listening to him on a Disney Plus show or a Disney show, and he was like this evil toad. And I was like, is that? <laughs> and I was awesome. like, and he can do that, but he can do Joel and he can do all this other stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, it's just it's incredible. Like that guy and a lot of the a lot of those voice actors, Nolan North, Laura Bailey, all those people in it. I just have such a fond respect of. And uh, and the last one I will mention, Bradley Baker does all the voices for the clones on the star wars oh, stuff like all the oh, clone that's wars so stuff. cool now, on the bad batch now and he does like four or five distinct clone voices in an entire show so he's like talking to himself like and it's so wow. it's amazing if you watch the show you'll listen to it and you're like this is the same guy because they'll put his name up first he'll be like the brother baker as the bad batch he's all these clones i'm like Oh my gosh, yeah, like that's so cool. So good. That sounds so like cool, me on a normal so... day just talking to myself and like <laughs> different voices. Yeah, right. Only would have a uh, intelligent conversation sometimes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jonah, stop. <laughs> so you've heard it here, folks, uh folks. Uh uh Jimmy Good is going to be the next Troy Baker. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know about that. Be in that. a Kojima game one day. Scene first like... on the great game debate. <laughs> Also, 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 critical reviews, you know, yeah. that other little thing that he, he does, you know, on the side. Yeah, so. that small thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just imagine trying to sit down with Kojima and be like, all right, so like, what's the plot again? What's my character? And he's like, you're a character, but you're not a character. He's like, like, it doesn't matter. Just read the lines. <laughs> okay. okay. You play, you play a cardboard box. Exactly. I'd be like. Excellent. It's a truly wooden performance. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, uh, turn it to uh, Brad for a minute. Um, uh, you know, we all here know you've been uh, kind of in and out of the hospital for the last uh, few months, and we're just all super thrilled that you're back on your feet, back to 100% more or less, and I'm um, just glad to have you back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's good to be back. Just focusing on my health uh this summer has been a little rough but uh mm -hmm. back out there planning a run um the first week of uh september we're going up the mountain so i'm hoping to get a good uh camp run in hopefully i hold up so you know just really excited to get back out there and just resume living but i've been uh treating my abdomen like a uh fabrizate fa uh, excuse me fabrizate <laughs> for like three months and i'm ready to just get out there and get it yeah sure yeah well, uh, it's very admirable how you, uh, you know, you're just not letting it keep you down. You know, as soon as you get back on your feet, you're back up there. And that's it's really awesome. All right. Well, uh, with that, we'll just uh, jump right into the uh, debate this week. I'll turn it over to our judge, Jonah Gomez, to kick off the proceedings. All right, boys. Are you ready to debate because today we got a fun one we've got our host Caden and our guest Jimmy doing a group debate on the same team for Monster Hunter 
Fifth Fleet, represent. Let's go. And in the other corner, we got our buddy Wes and our good old friend Brad representing Dragon Quest. Look at that. Brad's bringing materials. I love it. All right. So things are going to be a little bit different this week because we do have a group debate. Our our guests will be starting out the debate doing the introductions for both teams. And then our panelists, our regular panelists, will continue the debate on with doing the uh, rebuttals. And then each person on each team will have one minute for their closing thoughts. Does anybody have questions before we get nope. started? Nope. All right. I got a coin toss. Brad, call it, my friend. It's... It is Tails. All right, Jimmy. Do you guys want to go first or last? Get out there. We're going to go. Yeah, we're going to go first. Let's crush All it. All right, let's oh. go. I right. like the confidence. I do too. Let's forward, you know? So misplaced. <laughs> oh! <laughs> And the trash talk is beginning early, folks. All right, Jimmy. We got two minutes on the clock, starting in three, two, one, go. Monster Hunter is undoubtedly one of the greatest franchises in gaming, if not all multimedia of all time. Uh, it is a, it's a series that brings people together. One sweet and special purpose. One that goes back to the primordial ooze of what we are as humans. That is to hunt things together and bring these beasts down. Things we love, yes, but we love more. Their horns, their talons, and making cloth armor and metal out of these things and going out and hunting them again until we tell you a quick little story. I got a friend. His name is Joe. He loves to play first-person shooters. Joe only plays first-person shooters. Guess what? Monster Hunter World convinced him to do something else. Something different. Something special. Play a game for multiple hundreds of hours that was not shooting. He could have. He could have used the bow gun. That's totally viable. But no. It's a great sword user. Oh yeah. He tries out different things. He likes the glaive. He's not very efficient with it. But he still does <laughs> each of something here. Just, you know, that's fine. Uh... It brought him into this thing that none of us had ever experienced before. A series that's been going on for, for a decade and a half. Something that's beautiful and has broken into the West, and clearly it's been showing. Monster Hunter World crushing it. Monster Hunter Rise being a pretty well-known Switch game now. Like, that's kind of the big thing people are going after after that. 30 but seconds. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, wonderful thing that allows you to create your own stories. Compelling moments. Beautiful, well-designed creatures in these combat encounters that are never the same twice. That you will always, always enjoy and play until 3 in the morning every time you start it up at 8 o'clock at night. That is Monster Hunter, and it's one of the greatest games of all time. Great series of all time. Oh! Alright, leaving 5 seconds on the clock. I like the confidence. Alright. Alright, Brad. How you feeling, man? You ready to Been rock ready and roll? Been ready since 1989, Jonah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right, it. Brad. Two <laughs> minutes on the clock. Ready, set, go. Hey, Dragon Quest, let's start with a question. 
Uh, does anyone out there like Final Fantasy? Oh. Yes. What? Any, any, does anyone enjoy Pokemon? Oh. Yes. Has, has anyone enjoyed their time with Chrono Trigger or perhaps uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon? Uh -huh. uh, well, then you have you have Dragon Quest to thank for that. Uh, Dragon Quest was is pretty much um, credited with bringing us the JRPG as we know it. Uh, Yuji Horii took games like Ultima and Wizardry, uh, you know, PC-based uh, uh, RPGs, very complicated, and uh, stripped down the control system so it could be played on consoles and could bring it uh, to audiences everywhere. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the reason why it caught on so great is, uh, it, you know, it's like, it's like Dungeons & Dragons and anime in living color. Um, you know, e even uh, even in the 80s, uh, it, it really brought it, you know, um, the, the world is just incredible. Um, uh, from the early games, everything's pretty much basic, uh, but, you know, especially modern day, there's so much going on. Uh, it's a living, breathing world. You can hang out here. Uh, really, uh, you, I've spent uh, countless hours in Dragon Quest VIII, Dragon Quest XI, just gambling in the casinos. Uh, Thirty just, seconds. Uh, exploring. The, thank you. Uh, exploring the, uh, you know, the landscapes. Uh, culturally speaking, I mean, it, it has ingrained itself. You can't go to Japan without seeing something. There's cafes. There's, uh, you know, uh, convenience stores. Uh, you know, it's 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 embedded itself, and uh, like I said, you know, if you find yourself a fan of the genre, the JRPG genre, uh, you can't find a better franchise than Dragon Quest. It's impossible. Ooh, he said it's impossible. All right, Caden, how are you feeling, man? Brad, saying it's draw some blood. Ready to go for the throat? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, my friend, two minutes on the clock. Ready, steady, go. All right, let's talk about mascots. Think about mascots in video games. Think about Master Chief, a character with a story. Pikachu, a character with a story. Mario, a character with a story. Now let's talk about mascots from Monster Hunter versus Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest has the slime. Literally just a slime. The weakest enemy in the game. No personality, no story. You kill a thousand of them by the end of the game. Monster Hunter has Rathalos, the dread king of the skies. This guy is the skill check of the game. This is the get good moment. This is the Father Gascoigne moment of Monster Hunter. You know, you're piddling around with great Jagrits. You know the the yellow lovable punching bag, and then you, uh, you you reach that skill checkpoint in the game, and it's ride or die. If you cannot beat Rathalos, pack up and go home. And then you, you experience that that moment of finally those gears clicking, and you mastering the combat against the Rathalos and understanding his patterns, looking into the future, and he can't touch you. And then suddenly you're playing with him, his fire sliding off of you, and you kill you killed him a hundred times and, and you've become the king of the skies. You don't get that feeling when you when you kill a hundred slimes. You get that feeling when you kill a hundred Rathalos, okay? And uh, uh let, let's talk about music real quick. Every single monster in Monster Hunter has its own boss battle track music and Dragon Quest has been using the same music for every game for like the past twenty years and uh it's 
the Dragon Quest XI had the, the stinky 8-bit uh, crappy MIDI music and not orchestral music, and Monster Hunter World had amazing orchestral unique tracks for every boss. Ah, I'm done, I'm done. All right. Caden leaving 10 seconds on the table. I like it. You guys are you guys are feeling <laughs> real confident today, I see. Leaving you guys can have our 15 table. seconds if you need them. Oh! <laughs> Dang! Are you gonna take that, Wes? You gonna let? Come, Wes. You gonna let? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that I have enough ammo that I'll be talking well to the end. Ooh! All right. <laughs> Wes Bates bringing the smack talk. I love it and all the confidence. All right, sir. Two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one. Debate. So, um, as much as I do enjoy Monster Hunter, one of the biggest, ter most terrible parts of it is the complicated nature of the game. There is so much that you need to know about this game to play it properly. And guess what? The game doesn't teach you almost any of it. This game has some of the worst, the worst, onboarding for new players of any series in video games how long should you roast meat why should you roast meat where do you get a spit to roast meat how do you access the spit to roast meat you'll never know because the game will never teach you there's 14 different weapons in this game is that great for option sure but you have to test all 14 weapons to figure out what you actually want to play with and a lot of the movesets are so complicated that you know i basically i've like well which one's the dummy weapon because that's the one i'm going to use what's the difference between a switch axe and a charge blade how many how fast could you fill a vial how do you make it explode you never know because the game just does such a terrible job of teaching you what's a demon drug how do i make a demon drug when do i use a demon drug I, there's so many items all the crafting there's just like 30 seconds where's the monster's weak but god i haven't gotten to my other uh, my other points i've just been going on about the onboarding uh none of the games have a, a palpable story it's just like oh there's a big monster attacking oh what do we do uh dragon quest has an amazing story unlike any monster hunter game uh although they thought there must have been something good enough to make a movie about it a terrible video game movie one of the worst ever uh for a co-op game it's also incredibly difficult to team up with anybody it's so obscure Time. and difficult they make it so hard wow Wait, did, you, did, you, did you give me that extra 10 seconds i didn't what the hell man i could have kept going <laughs> <laughs> Well, I kind of feel personally attacked by what is this? What is this? You you totally went Jonah Smooth Brain on your uh, your rebuttal there. I, I, I made no reference to you, sir. It's okay. Oh, it had a hundred percent to do with the game. Okay, the implied smooth brain in the uh, the middle of the screen here. I see you, <laughs> All right. Jimmy, we're going to bring it back to you for the first of the closing statements. You will have one minute on this round to close out your thoughts, say anything that you need to say, and then uh, we'll move on to Caden. Are you ready, sir? All right. Ready, set, go. Monster Hunter 
Hunter World uh, is the one I want specifically. Uh, the fact that it has taken so long to perfect this, make it wonderful and glorious, and, and the way that it has been and uh, it's still consumed to today, especially with the expansion of Iceborne, uh, something that I would like to see expansions come to Dragon Quest like this someday. It's just so compelling to come uh, It just shows how great the formula is and how wonderful the gameplay itself is that I can play this thing for 600 hours and not get tired of it. Fight and being different, the complexity makes it so very different. Every team up wonderful. And working with random people, that's what this game is all about. Monster Hunter. Heck yeah. Alright, Jimmy again, conceding five seconds. Alright, Caden, are you ready to ice this Concede cake? five seconds? Let's do it. Alright. <laughs> Alright, ready, set, go. Right, let's talk about iteration. Every every release of the Dragon Quest, I mean, oops, the Dragon, I mean, <laughs> the Monster Hunter series. Adds a new mechanic. Monster Hunter 3, you got underwater combat. Monster Hunter 4, you got monster mounting. Uh, monster Hunter uh, uh, Generations added uh, combat styles and unique boosts for each weapon type. Each game that comes out adds new weapons. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just keeps... They're honing that, that per perfection uh, with every game that comes out, making it better than the last, with Monster Hunter breaking out as the best-selling Capcom game of all time. Then you look at Dragon Quest, okay? Same thing every time. You, you played one, you played them all. Uh, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, but uh, also, uh, you make life while friends in multiplayer. I met a guy uh, seven years ago, my boy, uh, Arctic Anarchy. Uh, uh, I, I met him on Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, and uh, seven years later, we're still friends, and we play Monster Hunter Rise together. It's awesome. Woo! Multiplayer! All right. <laughs> Caden not leaving any time on the table. I love it. Learn my lesson. All right, Where's Brad. that confidence now, eh? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, Brad. Are you ready to do uh, your closing? Ah, closing thoughts? I think I'm ready. Go ahead. All right. We got one minute on the clock. Ready, set, go. Okay. So I want to address two things that Caden said, but I think I'm only going to have time to do one. So I'll do the music really fast. You and I both know that they made good on the music in Dragon Quest XI, and it is now incredible. And Dragon Quest VIII's music is incredible as well, and you know this, so I don't even have to start there. Now, the main criticism of Dragon Quest is its unchanged nature, right? It's been the same game for 30 years now, but I say that that is its greatest strength. 30 because seconds. It, it, because they still feel like personal experiences every time. Everyone's a little different, but the core of the game, if you can play one Dragon Quest game, you can play another. Uh, sure, some some of them allow you to recruit monsters into your party. Some of them have, uh, you know, different class systems or, uh, you know, but the, the essential core of Dragon Quest, anyone can pick it up. Anyone can, uh, you play, you know, a game can play right, another Dragon Quest over and over and over again. Sneaking a little bit extra there in, at the end. All right, I see. It was the 15 Brad. seconds we gave them. Oh, okay, you know. okay. <laughs> that's, that's extra five seconds. You can have my extra. Okay, 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 I see. You guys are being very generous. I have so much more. <laughs> All right. 
Master West debates. Are you ready? Yeah, except for that slander right there. I don't what? West debates. You don't like me calling you West debates? You have that master thrown in. That was unnecessary. Oh, that was well, uncalled for. Fine, I'm sorry. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't trying to slander you at all. Uh -huh. I, yeah. I, I swear, I wasn't. Right. I wasn't. I wasn't. I promise. Let's get this podcast going. Come all on, right. I'm ready. One all minute right, on the clock. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> debate. Michael Huber of VZ Allies likes to describe Dragon Quest with the term cozy vibes. And that's exactly what you get when you play this classic JRPG series. It's like a warm blanket you wrap around yourself. You go back to a day when things are simpler and you go on a jolly quest with a group of great characters who become like friends by the end. Okay, this series, as has been made known, has been around for a long, long time. And it's so, pop it's so popular that in Japan, when a new Dragon Quest game launches, most employers give their employees the day off because they know that they're not going to come to work anyway. They're just going to call in sick because they're going to be home playing Dragon Quest. That's how good this game series is. Beyond everything else, one of the things that hasn't been mentioned is the Toriyama art. This is the man that brought us Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. You want to play uh, characters with enemies with amazing puzzles and incredible art style. It's just right. an amazing series overall. And that's time. Alright friends, that was our debate, and whoo-wee, you guys are throwing me for a doozy when it comes to uh, picking sides. Why not you're invoking the Huber, dude? Yeah. Like, that's not it... fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, alright, let's see. If I'm going to have to pick one of these games based off of how you guys debated... I'm I'm sorry, boys, but I'm gonna have to go with Dragon Quest. I feel like they Whoa. sold it just a little bit better. I mean, yes, Dragon Quest has a little bit of intimidation by how big it is, but I mean, the gameplay itself isn't intimidating, whereas in Monster Hunter, it kind of is. So I'm gonna battle have to... systems a brick house in uh, in Dragon Quest. Yeah. So I mean. Like Brad said, anyone can pick it up. Your grandma, my five-year-old daughter, it it doesn't matter. Anyone should be able to pick up that game, as long as they can read a little bit. When mm -hmm. is uh, when is Maggie OP. starting her uh, new file in uh, DQ11? By the way, <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> I'd be I'd be Dragon Quest at eight years old. Wow. Right. Yeah, and uh, as usual, our normal disclaimer that uh, we all love both these game series and uh, we're just going for those cheap weak spots for the debate. And oh, absolutely. Personal. We don't mean it. <laughs> I love Dragon Quest. I, I love I love Monster Hunter. What, a, what other game series has such amazing crossover events? What other game can I have my Palamute as Amaterasu from Okami? I mean, come <laughs> yeah. on. That's just yeah. amazing. It's fantastic. Yo, Dragon Quest Monster Hunter <laughs> crossover wins. <laughs> Make it happen. Heck Make yeah. Happen. All right. So <laughs> with the scores up from our last debate, with Wes representing Ellie and Crystal representing Abby, for, both from The Last of Us Part <clears throat> 2, the point is going to, or the score came out to eight points Abby, six points Ellie. I'm sorry, Wes, uh... but you lost that debate. <laughs> More people appreciated no, Abby. 
this time was you know awesome. what? You know what? I, I really have to, I, and I've said it before, I said it on the show. Um, I got to hand it to Crystal. She just did an amazing job on that debate. Oh, yeah. Grabbing yeah. Abby. I mean, bar none. Like, how do you. How do you compete against that? She did such a good job. Well, I mean, you, you also know? had a handicap because uh, Caden couldn't fight for you. For yeah, it was rigged from the start. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of anything bad to say about Abby. It was pitiful. All right, so that's the end of our debate. If you guys would like to get your votes in on this one, you can get them on the Cast Your Votes channel on the Discord. We will be throwing a link up, and then uh, there will be little prompts at the bottom for you guys to vote for who you thought was better, Dragon Quest or Monster Hunter. And we'd love to see uh, see your guys' thoughts. All right, Caden, back right. to you, man. Yeah, it was a pleasure to debate with you, gentlemen. Um, Likewise, but, uh, that was fun. We're going to go ahead and uh, move into our next segment, which is the pitch, wherein a select few of us will have two minutes to present a game we've been playing, and the other members of the board will decide if they will buy it or not. Um, uh, for the benefit of our guests, just to see how it's done, um, I'm nominating Wes to step up first to the pitcher's mound. Okay. Take it away. Three, two one let's go all right so we just got done talking about uh certain classic jrpg series and today i will be bringing a game also classic jrpg series known as east uh, i recently played east origin and i had an amazing time with this game uh this is uh a classic action rpg in a hack and slash manner uh it's a kind of like a top-down dungeon crawler where you play as one of three characters going up a demonic tower trying to rescue two goddesses uh, who have been kidnapped by uh, a bunch of bad guys. And so I played a character called Unica Tova, who is a uh, like a mystic knight who had a giant axe. And you just go, uh, the, the sprite work in the game is really great. You just run around and hack demons um you find treasures as you're going up this tower none of it's procedural it's all uh cura a curated uh journey um but you get some great power-ups as you go you get multiple different st uh, styles of magic several different melee weapons more than one melee weapon um you get uh, uh the ability to dash and sprint there's a double jump that you get uh which comes in handy there's a bunch of characters in the game that you meet, uh, supporting cast. Um, it's all uh, kind of a a simple but a very effective, seconds. a simple but a very effective and uh, engaging story. Um, uh, nothing too complex or hard to understand, but it, it does really draw you in. The character and the dialogue work is is really well done. There's no voice work, so it's all just. Uh, text, but the character portraits are are crisp and and nicely done. Um, it's got amazing visuals. It's got amazing boss fights where you can like jump on top of the bosses uh, and kind of like a um, interesting way All to right. attack. Sorry, I didn't give you quite a countdown, <laughs> Wes, but that'll be the end of your pitch. All right. All right. Yeah. So uh, so Wes. Uh, you said additional melee weapons. So you mean like just upgraded different kinds of axes or she literally gets other types of weapons that like function differently? I don't want to spoil it, but during the story, there are story reasons where you come across a, a second weapon 
Okay. Um, that ties directly into the story that you can use, and it changes. It it actually has a completely different move set than the axe that you start with. All right, keeping the gameplay fresh. All right. Yeah. So my question for you is uh, the cosmetics. So Caden kind of got half my question with like the different weapons and like different armor sets and stuff. Are there different changes in like the cosmetics, or is my character going to be like? the same stealth character from the beginning of the game all the way to the end. So this this game uses like kind of uh, they're not what I would call like pixelated sprites, so to speak, but they are sprites. So they're not a like super detailed character model like you would have in some of the, like the newer East games like East nine. Um, it's more of like a like link to the past, but maybe a little oh. bit more detail okay. style. Um. And um, so with that in mind, um, you when you swap weapons, you do it, you are carrying a different weapon. You can okay. like, physically see you have a different weapon. But um, sorry, one second. There we go. It helps if you plug in your PC so it doesn't die on you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but but the sprites themselves actually uh, don't change other than the fact that you're carrying a different weapon you do okay. get different arm you do get different armor sets uh as you go through to uh, increase your stats um but they don't physically change the way that the sprite looks okay um yeah all right well, uh yeah jimmy and brad did you guys have any particular questions about the game yeah i do uh i want to know you're talking about you know slashing and hacking. talk to me about that feed are we talking mm, visceral? Yeah. What is the mm. feedback on this baby? Like, Blood I splatter? Know, are the hits big? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to know all this stuff. Tell me. Tell me more about this. It's got a very kind of arcade feel. It actually, it feels like a... It's taking me back to, like, PlayStation 1 era JRPG. Um, yeah. So when you... Yeah, there is knockback on the enemies. You hit them uh, with certain spells. They will, like, get knocked back or knocked off platforms and stuff. Um... It's not like uh, it's not like in Monster Hunter where you feel the crunch, you know, of your hammer impacting the head of, you know, an elder dragon or anything like that, because it's it's a much I would say a much simpler game than that is. But um, it, it does feel pretty good to like whirlwind your way, especially when you level up, like you can palpably feel how much stronger you get when you, when you level up. Okay. Um, That's what I need to know. So you'll be going through an era and, and like, I, I was doing, I did a fair bit of grinding, like in each area that I went through in between each boss. Um, and so I would gain like two or three levels and you could feel like how much faster you're starting to mow through enemies as you start to level up, which is a great feeling. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Thank you. What you got? Uh, uh... What you got, Go Brad? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Wes, uh, uh, kind of a two-part question. Uh, is this your first East game? Uh, I played a little bit of East 8. Um, I think I, maybe like two chapters of East 8. Um, but other than that, this is my... Definitely, I put more time into this game than I have any other East game. So mostly it is my first one, I will say. Okay, so my follow-up to that is uh, I did play a bit of East 8, and I found it very, like, repetitive. Uh, did this game kind of fix any of that? Is there a little more variety? Uh, well, like I said, the, for me, the variety was the fact that um, 
I was kind of gaining a new magic ability like every hour or so and um, gaining the new weapons and the story pull like it, 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 there's not so much gameplay in between bosses or in between story moments that you're going for really, really long periods of time, unless you're just running back and forth between rooms to respawn enemies to grind. Um, so it really kept me on the hook, even though the gameplay itself is very much hack and slash button mash. So as you're going through, uh, but I think there's enough variety in the gameplay with your different spells, you can charge up your attacks. I mean, you have your basic melee, there's a magic attack. You can charge up your magic attack to unleash a stronger magic attack. Um, you get a double jump as you go through the game. Um, you get a dash and things. So the um, the gameplay kind of um, evolves as you go, and it becomes more engaging and more complex. And the boss fights are also very engaging. Like I said before, you can jump on top of some of the bosses and part of that goes into the tactics for evading certain attacks or some cases you have to stun a boss first and then run up on top of them to hit their weak point and that was really compelling and interesting it it felt like something um out of um um uh, dragon's dogma almost oh, okay. you know okay. <laughs> in a way uh where you can climb on top of those monsters and uh even to the end where i was like i I jumped on top of one boss and I was like, oh, I didn't even know I could do that. Well, that <laughs> makes this fight a lot easier. Yeah. Cool. All right. Oh, all right. Wes, of the board. I got one more question real quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Wes, you're normally when it comes to video games, you are big music buff and you mm. like, that's one of the mm -hmm. first things you talk about. I didn't hear you say anything about the music in this game. So how would you, how would you like rate this? The, the soundtrack is the soundtrack is solid. I, it's not it's not one that I like. It's no like Ori and the Will of Wisp soundtrack or anything like that. But it's got some really really solid tracks. Um, I definitely found myself humming a few tunes during the week. Uh, one of which I couldn't get out of my head to the point I was like, "Stop thinking about this song. Stop thinking about this song." All right. But That's I was I thing. was talking I was talking with a friend um, <laughs> on Twitter about the game who I knew had also played it before and they were like how about that uh, water dungeon theme and I'm like dude that theme is so good yeah okay. they made like this has got some awesome like flute tracks in here okay. really Whoa. catchy and Whoa. like really kind of builds the ambiance for this this level and uh the environments for as you work your way up the tower are very uh, it, like it changes a lot, so you'll kind of like go to like mm, cool. start kind of like generic, and then you start getting into like some more interesting uh, environmental areas. Like we have to go through these like underwater dungeons and these kind of like sand dune areas. Okay. And, yeah, so it it changes it up um, right, in an cool. interesting way, and and cool. the music's good. All right, awesome, love it. All right, Kaden, oh, all right, we'll go around the table and uh, everybody let us know if you're binary or not. We'll start with Jonah. Wes is selling me on some points like the music. And uh, did you say that you needed to grind or were you just choosing to grind? Uh, I chose to grind in most cases. Okay. Just, well, I mean, because it's fun. Oh, but right. it does it all it does help uh you know if you're struggling against the boss you just load up the save and like oh well i'll just grind like three levels and then it makes this fight a lot easier mm -hmm. okay so. plus it probably has difficulty modes i bet right 
It's probably like an easy uh, mode. It does. Right? It does have difficulty modes. Oh, okay. There's and I know like there's like a nightmare mode and stuff you could do. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it also, but there's three different characters and they all have different stories, like greatly different stories, and so in some cases mm. different bosses. So the replayability uh, is quite high. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. All right, you know what? I think uh, I think you might have sold me on it. I think I I might have to look into this game. For sure. Another East fan in the books. All right, what do you think of Jimmy? I'm interested. Uh, I, w- I will look into this one. It's one of those that, like, the name right away when you kind of showed me it at first, I was like, oh, this is, like, wise. Wise, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what's going what? on with this? Um, but yeah, I've heard people talk about it a little bit, kind of the... And I feel like a lot of these games, they kind of start that way. Like, there's that kind of, like, that rumbling. Like, there's, there's like, a dedicated fan base, but, like, it's slowly starting to trickle out that more people are trying it. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, I'm... Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, um... But yeah, I'm I'm I will probably look into this. So All thank right. you for the recommendation. Heck yeah. What do you think of Brad? I think so. Um I I've been kind of circling this game for a couple, you know, a couple weeks now myself. So uh I think I'll probably pick it up. All right. Yeah. Well uh I recently have got in on the East train myself with East eight and nine. And uh so this seems like the perfect one to jump into to experience the older style of East games and um, just knowing that it's like a kind of like a 2D hack and slash, just thinking about putting that on my Switch and curling up in bed, just hacking through some monsters. I think I'm in, baby. There we go. You sold the right. board. Which handheld? Great way to play it. That's the way Ooh. I did it. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, now that you've seen how it's done, uh, Brad, you're up to the pitchers, man. What game are you bringing? All right, so um, as I was explaining earlier before the show, I've been playing Hades nonstop for like the last two weeks, but it's kind of, uh, I think uh, this show is already sold on Hades, of course. Uh, I played a little bit of Greek too. That's a lot of fun, but I haven't played it enough to really go to bat for it. So I was thinking... I was thinking I might bring a game that I was fiddling around with last week, kind of revisiting on my TurboGrafx-16 Mini. Uh, It's called Kadash. Uh, K-A-D, pardon me, K-A-D-A-S-H. Kadash started, it's from Taito. It it was uh, developed um, and released in 1989 for arcade games and then ended up on um, uh, some consoles, Genesis, I think, and uh, TurboGrafx-16 in 1991, uh, something I played quite a bit as a kid. Uh, Kadash is like a class-based platforming RPG. Uh, So it's got... Mm -hmm. uh, elements uh, a lot of different elements there which are really neat um uh so uh like i mentioned it came from an arcade game so it had to be a little bit retooled for consoles uh you know so it wasn't so much of a quarter muncher uh when it when it came to uh consoles uh you know you can level up um you can choose from uh, four different classes. Uh, there's a warrior and like a sleep, uh, thief slash ninja, ninja character, like a priestess that can heal and like a black mage that can uh, shoot like fireballs and seconds. lightning. And everything can, everything can be leveled up. Um, you know, every each individual spell can be upgraded. Uh, it's like a really cool anime <laughs> style, uh, very frantic paced, uh, you know, em- enemies respawn. So they come out of, uh, they come out of nowhere. Uh, really cool kind of arcadey action, but uh, tooled back a little bit for consoles. So it wasn't just uh, too impossible to play. Uh, I believe you can continue your game using a password system. Uh, but uh, yeah, game's a lot of fun. Yo. Right, nice. 
so many questions here. Okay. Yeah, I do too. Expound upon the class system for me here. Like, how 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 different does it feel to play the classes, and are any of them like super lame? Are any of them like OP? Like, what's going on here? No, I mean, uh, I I, uh, I love to. I as a kid, I always played the warrior class because it was always it's really really strong. So you can uh, eventually, once you get your uh, equipment uh, tooled up and you've got a couple of levels underneath you, you can just kind of annihilate uh, the priestess. Uh, isn't uh, is probably my least favorite. Um, you know, she's kind of samey with the mage, except her spells heal instead of attack. So, um, you know, if you become good enough at the platforming, jumping around, you can avoid the damage. Like as you get really, really good at the game. But um, the 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 thief and ninja class is really where the master comes to play. They have the lowest possible defense. They have a projectile weapon, uh, but they're super fast. Uh, so, uh, you know, when you really get the platforming tooled in and you've been through the game a couple times and you know what's coming and you know what kind of to purchase, like you can really uh, kick some ass with the uh, ninja character. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. What, what are you thinking, Jenna? All right, so... What? When did you say this game came out? It... Okay, uh, this game came out in 1989 for arcades, okay. but ended up on Genesis, TurboGrafx-16, and 91. All right, so I never had a, a TurboGrafx growing up, so I don't know. I don't know how that, how it was to play games on that or whatever. But like, I'm a, I'm a, a modern, as these guys would call, Call of Duty guy. How does this game hold up nowadays? actually holds up incredibly well um i I played a lot of it as a kid and um uh i got my turbo graphic 16 mini like a year ago and i only played a handful of games on it and it kind of got squashed by other things that were coming out so i've been uh with you know getting out of the hospital not being out as much as i was before plus covid i've had kind of more time to hang here and dig into the backlog a little bit so i decided to throw on kadash last weekend and uh uh, it's it's still great it's it feels good you know it's your classic um you know your gamepad is a you know it's a directional pad two buttons and a select and a start and that's it so okay. you've got a jump you've got an attack you can modify uh you know pressing uh up on the uh pad and attack cycles through special abilities that kind of thing um it, it plays really really well uh, again, you know, tough to kind of come by. Uh, not a whole lot of us have our classic consoles laying around, I don't think. Uh, also, Kadesh is a very niche game, very, very hard to find, very, very expensive. Uh, TurboGrafx-16 Mini, he's got some really neat games, especially if you're uh, into, like, top-down shooters and stuff, you know. Uh, so might be worth the money uh, for, for just that. Uh, but Kadesh uh, holds up really, really well. It's It, it plays awesome. Awesome. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, I got it knocked out in like a, you know, three hour session. Oh, so. okay. So it's pretty short nice. then too. Okay. Cool. Short and sweet if you know what you're doing, but challenging if you don't. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Cool. Yeah, for sure. What else you guys got? So Brad, you said you played it on TurboGrafx-16 Mini? Uh, recently, as a kid, I played it on TurboGrafx-16. Okay. So that's is that the only way to play the game now other than emulation? I think Pretty so. Much? You could you could emulate the Genesis port which I don't recommend. Uh, mm. I think the Genesis 
was is even rarer than the TurboGrafx 16 Hue card. I want to say it's somewhere north of a hundred dollars by it now on eBay. Uh, wow. Yeah, so a pretty rare game. Uh, I think the TurboGrafx 16 Hue card will probably run you eighty bucks in the console. I don't even know what they cost nowadays. The TG16 mm-hmm. Mini would be the cheapest way to go unless we're talking emulating. Uh, you could emulate the arcade version, which I don't recommend uh, unless you want to. It, like I said, it's a quarter muncher. So, you know, you're dead every two or three minutes. Plus, I believe it instituted a timer system. Oof, uh, but right. yeah, tough, tough to come by these days without digging deep. Um, I don't yeah. know how much you know about it, but because uh, I haven't looked at it into myself. But I mean, it is like Turbo Graphics. Uh, emulation not really a thing like is it no it's been, it's been a thing for some time i've been emulating tg16 okay so i mean could you emulate that version of this game 100 percent with ease oh, okay cool cool and i assume this game's multiplayer since there's like a healer character you can play two players too in the arcade nice. i think you could play four players oh wow wow all right cool you're wrong though don't quote me on that necessarily <laughs> Well, uh, we'll go ahead at, around the table. Um, seeing as how I have a PC and I can emulate it, I'm in, baby. Sounds fun. Short and sweet. <laughs> emulate it for free. Let's go. We don't condone <laughs> stealing games, guys. Hey, I mean, who, 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 even has, <laughs> who, who, can I, who can I even pay today to play this game that owns the rights to it? You know, like, right. it's not, right. it's not out Well, there. you could pay Turbo Graphics and get a Turbo Graphics Mini. So, uh, that's that's true. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Got him. Got him. Yeah, what do you think, Wes? Uh, I would say since that, I mean, that's really the biggest sticking point yeah. for me is just the availability of the game outside of emulation uh, to have mm-hmm. to buy a TurboGrafx-16 Mini just to be able to play it. Um, it sounds really cool. Uh, it sounds really interesting. I'm interested. Uh, the only thing is, is like... You know, I, I think if I could if I could find a way to play it, like like if I came down to your house, like I'm in. Let's let's play together. Yeah, we're all going to Brad's uh, house. To yeah, play we're the dash. So there we go. I, I'm interested in the game. I am interested in the game, uh, but I don't know that I would uh, fork over the money for that uh, mini system. Brad, you got two controllers, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Wes right. doesn't all need right. to buy it. He's he's coming over. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I'm coming down. It's coming down. All right, so. <laughs> I guess I'm sorry, Brad. This was uh, this you sold this game really well. The the game sounds fantastic and it sounds super fun, but the like just trying to acquire even a Turbo Graphics Mini, I I don't like how much are those going for? It was under a hundred, okay. but uh, I don't I don't know what kind of stock they have. I don't know if they just ran them off and now they're gone i haven't looked into it you know okay i was a day one guy out of nostalgia for this for the console yeah. like i was one of the only kids on the block that had one by a freak circumstance like i it's just something i love and there's okay. a lot that console has a lot to offer so all right if i could by some chance get my hands on a turbo graphics mini then maybe i'd give the game or i'd probably give the game a shot but otherwise it's gonna be no dice for me what do you think, Jimmy? I think I'm in the same boat as Wes. Uh, I think I'm just going to drive up. Yep. Yeah, there you go. We'll what just mean? have a, a field trip. an awesome meetup. Get up here. Absolutely. Actually, when one of you dies, we'll like, trade out the controllers and stuff. There you go. Trade right. off on a death. There you Perfect. go. Yeah, Wes, like, one of those. 
Wes, you bring the pizza. Jimmy, you bring the beer. It sounds like a party. <laughs> we'll stream it. Critical reviews oh, stream. Ooh, there we go. Yeah. All right, I'll just I'll bring the computer with. Um, <laughs> yeah, all set up. I'm bringing root beer, by the way. Who likes sarsaparilla? Uh, <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> all right, cool. Well, uh, next up to the pictures mound is Jimmy. What you bringing, dude? Excellent. So, uh, when does my time start? Three, two, one, go. Perfect. I'm bringing the ascent. Ooh. Gentlemen of the great game debate and dear listeners slash watchers of the show. We live in a world full of games that ask, no, demand our time for hours, weeks, months on end. So complex sometimes, mm. they almost ask you to create a spreadsheet to keep it all organized. However, it'd be nice to play a game that affords a back-to-basics approach, because, let's face it, sometimes we just want to shoot guys and blow stuff up. Woo. I humbly present to you The Ascent, a twin-stick shooter title that is a real looker. Comprised of developers that worked on such games as Gears of War, Bulletstorm, Doom, Far Cry 3, and Wolfenstein, one can really feel the polished thrill of the team's combined heritage. Find yourself in the ever-augmenting shoes of an indentured servant or indent whose goal is to carve your way through the neon-lit streets of Velas. Combat is a mixture of the old and the new, with a slight wrinkle thrown into the shooting formula, where you either fire from the hip or aim down sights. Uh, be careful, though. Some enemies can only be attacked by hipfire, which harkens back to the old ret slaying days of Gears. Mm. Ah, sorry. Cover is also a consideration, allowing you to duck and avoid bullets from some cyberpunk ne'er-do-wells. This is all topped off by special abilities, nades, skill specialization, armor, and your choice of personal armaments. If you enjoy going alone, no problem. But the game does support co-op with 30 seconds. three friends, too. The world itself is densely packed with detail and some gorgeous lighting. Denizens of Velas are also complex too, offering plenty of additional information on your assignments if you choose to indulge them. However, the snappy gunplay and carefree nature of the game is its best quality, along with its killer soundtrack. My question for all of you is this. Isn't it time that you ended? That's my pitch. Oh, I Holy love moly. it. Done. Wow. Holy cow. Now that, that was a pitch. That was a pitch. Oh, yeah. It's almost like you write and produce video reviews or something. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like he wants to be in the entertainment business, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I don't do anything half but anymore, as it were. Ooh. This is a PG show, right? I don't know what's it. Uh, you, you, can, <laughs> you can say half ass. That's okay. <laughs> Jimmy, my All ass right, is uh, my, yeah, go ahead, John. my question for you is uh, this game came out and it does look really good but from the few streams and a couple videos and like just reviews and stuff that i've seen have they fixed a lot of the bugs because i know there's quite a few game breaking bugs in this game okay yes i want to address this uh i haven't found really any issues solo i was playing with uh, my buddy the jay strom recently who you guys might know from entertainment landfill it's another podcast that's a shameless plug he doesn't pay me to do this but i was playing with him and we did find unfortunately a game breaking bug where we were trying to um fix or do something and then like the screen went black and we could like see our reticles but we couldn't do anything else everything else was totally fine in the game besides that and we haven't gone back to play with it again so there are still a few issues with it and i think the thing that eases it for us um is that the fact that we both are playing it on game pass oh it's something that we can it's on game pass so if it doesn't work uh that's kind of on game pass you could just 
like, all right, I've got like a thousand other things I can check out. Uh, so keep that in mind. But that's a great question, Jonah, because there are still issues with this game that I have I've dealt with a little bit. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you. May I go next? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, the fact that this is a twin stick shooter is very intriguing to me because I love twin stick shooters. Um, from the little I know of this game, it seems like there's a decent story in the game. Um, and I believe that there's side quests and sub quests to go on. Uh, in your experience with the game, were the was the quest system like robust and were the side quests meaningful? Or were, was it more of like fetch sta- uh, fetch quest throwaway type things that the game is having you do? Um, what? How do you feel about the quest system in the game? Yeah, well, because of the basic nature of it being a twin stick shooter, most of the quests you do are pretty much the same because it's like go here and do a thing, but kill guys on the way or go kill something quickly. So I'm... There are side quests and other things you can do. But a lot of it feels like the rest of the main quests in campaign. It's not like when you play like a big open world RPG and you're going to be doing something completely different from one quest to the other. These are all pretty similar. Uh, so, yeah. And the thing is for me, because I was playing with a buddy, and I think this game is best can friends, it is very just like we're having fun, we're shooting, we're chatting. You know, kind of thing. It wasn't so much that the quests weren't as engrossing, uh, but they could be, I think, if we spent more time talking and asking every single question to NPCs. There's a lot of information you can go off of there. When you're playing with a friend, for me, it's like, I feel kind of bad, like, sitting there being like, all right, be quiet for, like, five minutes while we listen to this person, and we, like, ask every single question. Oh, gotcha. Uh, So there's depth of the lore, but not necessarily of the quests like the mechanics within them if that makes any sense yeah yeah you're not you're not getting which a witcher 3 uh you know class side quest oh. or in here or anything though no nothing quite like <laughs> that where it's like you feel like the, the witcher 3 side quest could be their own like stories and you're like this could be its own game like yeah yeah, yeah uh not to that level no i'm sorry okay All thank right. you so uh yeah. it's like it's like enemy variety it's just like yeah. Is this just like dudes with guns, or have you got like some freakos or like some oh, some robots? I, like my friends, gonna... we we got everything for you, baby. Uh, <laughs> so the beginning of the game, you start off with the kind of the wretch type enemies, like I was talking about, the kind of the freakos that you can only shoot from hip fire because you kind of have like the hip fire, and then you hold left trigger, you bring up sights. But if you do that, then you shoot over these guys. Uh, you got these little guys who are running crawling. on the ground. Oh, that's they an crawl, interesting mechanic. Okay. Yeah, and then also when uh, you can go behind cover and then you have to hold left trigger and you kind of do the blind fire shooting, but it's not really blind fire because you're aiming pretty accurately. So like <laughs> when you're fighting guys who have guns, you're going to want to do that because they don't always do that. Uh, sometimes they do. They get smarter over time. There's guys with guns. There are guys with katanas. There are little kind of um, goblin-esque gremlin dudes who run around with mortars and they can only shoot them from the hip. And they will, like, shoot mortars and, like, put, like, little health areas and stuff. There are larger, like, obviously boss monsters uh, or boss kind of encounters. There are robots that you can fight. And they, it seems like certain weapons are more effective or certain elements are certain effective against varying type. Like, when I was trying to use this one 
pistol that has like fire bullets on it or like incinerates that does really well on the people not as well on the robots there's a wide variety and they kept kind of adding stuff and they would ambush from all sides uh which could be kind of intense sometimes going and then they'd just be coming up behind you and it'd be like ah turn around we gotta get him back here <laughs> so uh there's a lot so far that i've run into and i'm guessing there'll probably be some more and they've got like invisible guys they've got a bunch of mm. different things like it's on your toes for all right. Yeah, so you're telling me having to change up strategies as you run into other types of enemies. That's pretty interesting. Um, you got any questions about the game, Brad? Uh, no, not so much questions. I've mm. uh, played the game a bit myself, but uh, if okay. you want, uh, just maybe uh, gush a little about, because uh, this game is like more cyberpunk than cyberpunk. It's okay. so good. You want to just take a second and just kind of gush about the environments and like the 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 the, the vibe. Oh yeah, Seriously. totally. Uh, so yeah, and I think a lot of that is informed by the music, which I think is also really great. Uh, I don't. It's so funny, like when I talk about like cyberpunk music, like what makes cyberpunk music. Uh, but it definitely kicks in way more when you're in a fight. But yeah, like um, Brad was saying there, the environments are so detailed and grimy and so well lit. Mm. Uh, it feels so kind of like real. Like I really kind of wish that I could do like a third person or first person view sometimes because it feels like that's what this game franchise is moving towards because it's like so densely packed with stuff and people. And there's definitely this feeling of it being alive with this uh, mega city that's run by uh, a ton of different like corporations and stuff and how the people live in it. Yeah, uh, it is so cool, and every different person you meet is very like fascinating and weird in their own kind of special way. But they feel like they belong in this kind of crazy, dingily lit uh, area. And each um, environment you go to too is very different. There's a place called, as they call it, the Deep Sink. That's because like it's a garbage kind of like sewer foundation factory that is very different nice. than the Node, which is like a marketplace. Uh, and you can really see how gross and like gritty and like bags of garbage and stuff and all these little like creepy collies are there. But when you go to these other places, there's like, oh, it's like a holographic sign trying to get you to buy something. And, like these people kind of talking about their lives. And um, a lot of, I forgot to mention this too, there's a lot of like not friendly fire against you, but against civilians. And if people get in the way, you will like mow down people inadvertently because they run in the line of fire and you feel kind of bad, but it's like, that's great. does not care. Yeah. Like people are just like screaming and running away and you're like, like, oh, sorry, you ran in front of the bullets. And sometimes some of the people in this world look like they're enemies. So if you're not looking at the radar, you might be like, that's oh, an enemy. And it's just somebody coming home from work. Um, and it, you feel kind of bad about it because you're like, yeah, it's a, uh, it's really, really and such a fascinating world and I, I really hope more of it in the future i think with a bigger budget and more time this could be like a cyberpunk franchise you know what i mean or just like it's the yeah. that kind of world you want or more of cool yeah brad that's a good thing to bring up sick well i'll tell you what boys i think i think i'm in like obviously if you have access to game pass it's like why not but i think even right. if i didn't have game pass I would uh I'd probably drop the drop the bones on it. Sounds sounds pretty dope. Drop what do you think, Jonas? Um yeah, you put it uh you uh put it out there well, like I would probably pick this up because it is on Game Pass. Um I mean I think the thing 
with this game is does it does it kind of feel like diablo-esque would you say with guns <laughs> so glad you brought that up jonah because i was mm-hmm. just thinking that so it it does start to get that way once you start to get your various abilities um mm. the one that i really like that uh, i was given or got recently was within a like certain time limit you can unload your entire magazine but it does it automatically so it's like a lock-on feature hmm. And it will just automatically point and shoot at like any enemy that's nearby that you're kind oh, of cool. aiming at, and you don't have to pull uh, the trigger. John Wick, you get dude. these, you get these <laughs> moments, yeah, like with a pistol or with an assault rifle, where you're just like, <clears throat> that's it's awesome. Like, oh, it feels so cool. And then on a boss, you're like, I unload my whole clip of like a hundred rounds into it. You're just like, I'm just like perfectly aiming and just kind of strafing around, so I'm not getting hit. And there's power fantasy. Right, yeah, there's a dodge roll. Everybody remember A is to dodge roll because I didn't know that for a while, and it's very cute. You need it. It's a thing to have. All right, yeah, so cool. it gets more Diablo-esque with um, abilities, and there's like a heal stasis area instead of a grenade, so if you don't have somebody on your team, kind of, sort of. Um, there's like this punch that can like cone and like it disintegrates multiple people, and there's dudes with shields, and I just punch through them because it just goes mm. through it and just kills them. Yeah, there are cool abilities that makes it feel a little Diablo-esque. Cool. All right, I'm sold. I'll pick it up. I don't have to drop any extra money on it. I got Game Pass, yeah. maybe. It sounds oh, like... Team up with you guys. Uh, Brad, you've already yeah, taken what... the plunge on this game? <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a, the uh, uh, good fortune of having a couple of sessions with uh, friends to the show. Uh, uh, you know, Sal and... Um, yeah, and uh, Zach. Uh, we had a really good time on it, you know, and I've, uh, we did have some issues with connectivity, some slowdown. At one point, my character just like vanished. Like I could still <laughs> walk and kind of like, my sprite was just gone. But I mean, we we played the game right when it came out. So uh, we've been just kind of laying low. I'm hoping they do some work yeah. on it and tighten it up. up. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So cool. I'm looking forward to jumping back in. Cool. Well, it uh, looks like uh, Wester's having technical difficulties, so we're. Can you guys gonna... still hear me? Yeah, okay. We... Oh, we sure can. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here. Fine. I don't know what's going on with my camera. It's it's being dumb. So, uh, I will just say, uh, I am definitely interested in this game, and I think I'm I'm sold by the way that Jimmy has presented it. Uh, not only his very professional pitch, but all the details of the information uh, for the game itself. Uh, it sounds really. Cool, uh, you know, withstanding the bugs and, and the problems that the game has. But um, it sounds like a good time to me, and I'm interested in uh, trying it at some point. So Very cool. you, sold, you sold me, Jimmy. Yes. You're welcome, right, Neil let's... Giant. I'll take my paycheck. Every... <laughs> yeah, hire Jimmy for your marketing team. <laughs> yes, con- contact Microsoft. Uh, they have your check ready. Yeah. Over at uh, Phil, Game Pass. Uncle Phil. I'm going to just call my buddy. <laughs> Phil Spencer's on my speed down now. I'm just like, Phil, what's up, buddy? Talk to me about Fable. And he's like, Jimmy, we can't talk about Fable. <laughs> well, you heard uh, it here first, uh, folks. Jimmy's going to be in Fable. Yeah, voice acting. <laughs> Let's go. Motion capture. Doing it. I'd be the chicken. Uh, I don't think I'm British chicken, chicken contest. Jimmy, Jimmy Baker in Fable. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, with that, we're just going to cut to our break and then we'll be right back. All right. We're back from our break and it's time for a dumb gaming tweet. So, uh, as usual, we don't like to share, um, you know, the, the actual user that these tweets are from. So, we're not trying to gaslight anyone but i do have to share this person's avatar is thorn from the hobbit but instead of a crown it's a paper burger king crown and that just cracked me up (laughs) but uh 
So this tweet is, I see journos are bitching about every game needing an easy mode again. And it's uh, included with an image of a meme of uh, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie where Flash tries to punch Tobey Maguire in the back of the head. And he like spins around with a spider sense and he's grabbing Flash's wrist and twisting his arm painfully. So in the meme, uh, Flash is a game journalist and Toby is a Goomba on World 1-1 in Super Mario Bros. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just to kind of touch on this, there's just this ridiculous like notion uh, recently that, you know, for one, there's just the issue of easy modes. And if you have to play on easy mode, you're not a real gamer and all this kind of stuff. And then the other part of the issue is, you know, going after games journalists for playing games on easy mode um like there should be this qualification for a games journalist that you should be like a master pro gamer but uh yeah. you know you guys can just kind of jump in what you think about it i love how people are more concerned with how good of uh a video game player they are and not necessarily how good their writing yeah. is you're not or... qualified to write this review <laughs> yeah you... i don't care how informative it is you can write super well but you can't beat halo one on legendary sorry you don't got the job yeah so dumb. it's ridiculous uh, it seems like people in general are just down on you know games journalists in general and they're going to use whatever excuse they can to try to rip these people and i i just generally don't understand the vitriol that people have against games journalism in, in like social media and that space it it doesn't make a whole lot, whole lot of sense to me i'm not I'm not sure. Why do you guys think that is? I I think it comes down to like just people being envious of like what other people have. Like I kind of want to point this over towards Jimmy because he he does write reviews and stuff, and I kind of want to get his take on it. Yeah, uh, I want them to make a super baby mode for me personally. <laughs> uh, because there's certain games that I would love. Like they throw easy mode into Dark Souls, I'll, I'd be I'd be there day and day. No, uh, I don't. It's so funny. You're like in my mind. I think it's so true. I think what I'm starting to understand the older I get is that the, the vitriol that people kind of fling comes from a, a place of self-projection, frustration that they don't get to do this for a living. And they say things like, well, yeah, I could be a games journalist because I can beat you know all these games on the hardest difficulty. Uh, and they don't think about what the, the real kind of work that goes into writing these things and how much back-end stuff there is. It's not just playing games for fun for a living. Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes those games start to become just work and then you're like oh this isn't really like the fun you thought it was going to be uh yeah so it's just so sad and i feel bad because i wish these people would start to you know realize that frustration is probably within them it's not towards these people it's just um away from themselves right? You cut out a little bit at the end there. Yeah, well, that was sorry. the last three seconds oh, of what you said. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I was just saying that I wish people would stop throwing this at other people and uh, yeah, you know, yeah. away from themselves, yeah, basically. Yeah, for sure. So sad. Anything you want to chime in with, Brad? Yeah, I. you know what? The, I think the problem might be that we have a just a major shortage of game journals. No, no, it isn't. There's a thousand of them out there, right? And I feel like we've all kind of found the ones that we love, you know? And if you're someone that needs to hear their game review from someone who's a hardcore gamer, then I don't see why, you know, everyone just can't have 
their own group of people that they trust to talk to them about video games. Like I do, I watch Jimmy's reviews. I watch Easy Allies. Like the certain, you know, the reviews uh, and especially the types of games I play don't really warrant, you know, a hardcore gamer telling me whether or not, whether I should like it or not. So, you know, I just, to each his own, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. For sure. Like, there are so many out there, and there are certainly some that aren't, that aren't, you know, really great. (laughs) That, you know, people tend to harp, you know, take that one choice person that, you know, may not, you know, represent that space very well and you know sure, just kind but of that like still doing them. his thing yeah and then they use that person to it's like great. represent the whole you know group and it's it's just like come on find let's do some common sense find the guy whose opinion you respect yeah yeah, yeah for well, sure absolutely too many people just go on to like metacritic or rotten tomatoes or like where they bring all of the scores in and then <laughs> they're just like well, uh, I really like this game, so I'm just going to scroll through until I find someone who gave it a 6 or a 7, and then I'm going to hound them because they don't know how good this game actually is, and they're not allowed to have yes. their own opinions, which I find ridiculous. And that is not what the Great Game Debate stands for. True. Yeah, games for everyone, and not everyone has the privilege of being able to spend a bajillion hours a week uh, becoming really good at video games and just uh, play games the way you want to play them to enjoy them and have fun. Heck so, yeah. Uh, yeah. With that, uh, we'll uh, pass it on over to the game master himself, Wes Bates. Is that master reference again? Well, the game, guys the game master. The game master. <laughs> I think you're reading too much just, into it. I just, just, I'm just teasing you guys. I'm just teasing you guys. It's all a good fun. All right, so we are going to play everybody's favorite game, video game 20 questions, which we play on the show fairly often. But we are going to play a new iteration of the game to make it a little bit more interesting, a little faster, a little more frenetic. Um, so... So what we're going to do, you guys still have 20 questions to guess the game, but we are going to time you in between your questions. So it will decrease a little bit of the humming and hoeing and, and, you know. Mm, Hard mode activated. Exactly. Hard mode activated. Time attack mode. So you have 20 seconds in between each question to ask your question. If you don't ask a question within 20 seconds, you lose that question. You lose that opportunity to find out more information about the game. We're going to go in order. So it will be Jimmy, Jonah, Caden, Brad. Jimmy, Jonah, Caden, Brad. So after seven questions... I will give you guys one minute to pause and discuss. Then we'll continue uh, another seven questions. You'll get another minute to pause and discuss. We'll ask the remaining questions if you haven't guessed the game by then. Um, So any questions about how this is going to go? Nope. All right. Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) Again. (laughs) Jimmy, you'll be starting us off, and I will be... um, I will be timing your questions. All right. Okay. okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Are you Mark? Get set. Go. Is the game single player only? 
Yes. Oh. Jonah. Did the game come out after 2015? Yes. Hayden. Um, is this game 2D? No. Brad. Is this game a shooter? No. Jimmy. Does this game uh, come out of Japan? Yes. Ooh. Uh, Jonah. Is this game an exclusive? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, let's see, that's, uh... That's six. six. Okay, Caden. Um, would you consider this game, uh, triple A? Yes. All right. That's the first seven questions asked. <sighs> I will give you one minute to converse amongst yourselves and strategize. Let's recap here. Starting now. Single player came out post 2015. It's uh, 3D. It's not a shooter. It's Japanese developer. It's not exclusive, and it's AAA. Would you guys still consider Death Stranding as uh, exclusive now that it's on PC? Oh, I mean, I guess not. It was timed exclusive, but it's not really an exclusive. Yeah. Could be Yakuza. Oh. Advanced 50. I have no idea when that came out. Okay. Yeah. Could also be Dragon uh, Quest Eleven. Right. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yeah. So, so let's narrow it down. Uh, let's maybe genre. narrow down genre specifically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. No, it's not a shooter. It's three D. It's three D. Yeah. Japanese, right? So this game could be an RPG. This game mm -hmm. could be like a action That's type of slash one type minute. Of game. Okay. All right. Your time to converse is over. All right, Brad. So, Brad, you will start with the next question. On your mark, get set, go. Do you consider this game an RPG? Uh, I would not consider it an RPG. Oh. Okay. Jimmy. Okay. Uh, does the main character wield a sword? It is possible for the main mm. character to wield a sword. Uh, Jonah. Does the uh, main character make deliveries? <laughs> there may be certain aspects where you are where you have to uh, deliver things uh but it is not a core mechanic of the game uh caden all right um does this game feature a bespoke main character you know it's like opposed to like a create create a character when you say sorry can you clarify the question yeah so like please? a game like the witcher has a bespoke main character because you play Geralt, but bloodborne doesn't because you make your own character ah uh, yes yes there is a bespoke main character oh Brad. Jeez. Getting tough now. Um, this game multiplayer. No. Jimmy. Is the combat turn based? N no. Jonah. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
know what this game is. Um, is this game longer than 20 hours? Uh, yes. And that is 14 questions. And you have another minute to discuss amongst yourselves. Starting now. All right, what kind of ideas do you guys have right now? Like, what oh, let's just thinking? recap. Single player, post-2015, 3D, not a shooter, not turn-based, Japanese developer, not an exclusive, triple-A, you can wield a sword, and there's a bespoke main character, and it's 20-plus hours. Could be Yakuza still, right? Oh, it could be Yakuza. Oh, uh, wait, but like a dragon's turn base, was there a post-2015? Yeah. Oh, I just don't know dates on games. There's no time. There's no uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, you don't want a sword in Yakuza. Well, maybe. I don't know enough. I, I'm i sure you could. Came out that Scarlet We're floundering. Scarlet Nexus, dude. Fit the parameters. I don't yeah, know. He, said that, he said that this was exclusive or not exclusive. Not exclusive. Not exclusive. It might be Scarlet okay. Nexus. Dude. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, when did right. when did Nier Automata then, come out? That's that's one minute. No more conversing. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see, Caden. I believe uh, it's yeah. your yours, right? So uh, you may start your questioning now. Um, does this game feature uh, extra-dimensional horror monstrosity-type enemies that attack you and it... Yeah. No. Oh, it's not Scarlet Nexus. Brad, your question. Is this game presented in anime style? No. Huh? Jimmy, your question. Is the party based in this game more or less than through yes less sorry it's sorry i botched that so it's yes, yes or, or no it's yes or no questions only i screw right. that up it's less just so you know jonah uh does this game have a strong story featuring robots and like um androids no Oh god. How many questions do we have left? Three. Oh, three? Okay. No, we have um, two. Does this game uh, take place in modern day? I will say what what do you consider modern day? Like Yakuza. Like, you know, like real world. Oh, I think I know what it is. I okay. I I will say yes. Brad, I'm sorry to clarify. It is modern day. Yes. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Um. Geez. And I'm so stumped. Oh, you're up, Brad. By the way, get it out. <laughs> you got to get a question out before we lose it. Okay. Uh, um. Oh, Jesus. Uh. Can you shoot a gun in this game? It is possible to shoot a gun in this game. Not okay, so a sword, sword and gun. Jimmy, this is the last question. This is the 20th question. I will not make you guess the game on the 20th question this time. So, okay. And I will give you 30 seconds to finalize 
finalize your uh, discussion. So go ahead. Last guess, Jimmy. Make it count. Is this game made by a famous game director? I don't think so. No. That's 20 so questions. You have 30 seconds to come to a conclusion oh. as a team. I was All thinking right. like Assassin's Creed, but that they don't have any made in Japan. It's yeah. not anime, so it's, it's not near. There's no robots. Uh, it, it's modern sword. day. Modern day. 2015 plus. Made by Japanese game. Not anime aesthetic. Does Ethan ever get a sword? No. <laughs> and use a sword. Can use a gun. Can use a sword. Can use a gun. Oh god. Everyone's Listen. screaming at us right now. That's that's Wait, thirty. That's thirty oh, seconds. Oh, no. I, do, I need your answer, please. Do we do we each get to do a guess? As no. No, 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 it's a one. team. It's a team game. You have to come up with one answer as a team. I require your guess, please. All right, Caden. Shoot it. I, I nominate Brad. I nominate Brad. Go. I got nothing, homie. Okay, Jimmy, it's on you. Jimmy. I'm, I'm lost. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I'm nominating Jonah. I don't know. We're passing <laughs> the buck. <laughs> you have ten. You have ten seconds to answer. Go. Um, uh, is uh, is it uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild? No, I'm sorry. It's not Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> you guys were dancing around it the whole time. You can't build a gun in Breath was, of the Wild. The answer was Yakuza 0. Whoa, no! Oh, no! The first player. The sting. Uh, you were so close. You said it so many times. I, know. I just have no idea what year those games came out. Yeah, like, in my mind, Yakuza 0 came out Yakuza 0 before. came out in 2017. Wow. I should have guessed a Yakuza game. Yeah, yeah. Yakuza, Yakuza 6 question, came right? out in 2000, I think, 18? Or wow. was it 18 or 19? Um, Judgment was out, uh, yeah. you know, recently as well. Those babies out. And Yakuza 7. Oh, no. You left it <laughs> on me. I, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what the guess, and I just saw my shield. I just saw my shield. I was like, that was the last Zelda to come out. We're gonna, we're going for it. <laughs> That's so funny. Now I want to model the gun in uh, Breath of the Wild. So just so you know, like it is possible to wield a sword in Yakuza games. It is yeah, possible to wield a gun in Yakuza games. So, um, you guys fits. were right. You you were right there. You kept saying it. You were. You just uh... lessons learned. Yep. Good try, though. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so much more <laughs> frantic with the timer, man. Oh, I love oh it. Oh my god. I, I do too. Ugh. All right. Cool. Well, yeah, that about wraps it up, guys. Uh, we'll just go around for our final thoughts. Um, I'll just take care of some housekeeping stuff myself uh, up front. Uh, but I've been your host, Kate Abertha Lane. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at ZorCaviar. Um, we are the Great Game Debate. Uh, if you enjoy the video, it'll help us out a lot. You know, if you guys would uh, like, share, and subscribe, maybe drop a comment, what you thought of the debate, that kind of thing. And uh, we are on uh, Twitter at uh, Great Game Debate with debate spelled D-E-B and then the number eight. And uh, Jonah sometimes is over on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash great underscore game underscore debate. And we're uh, the Great Game Debate on Discord, pretty much all those other social medias. Um, we'll have links to our Discord channel uh, where you can invite yourself just by clicking the link. Um, any other housekeeping stuff, Wes, you can think of? 
Um, yeah, just a couple of things real quick, and I will uh, use my let's use my outro. Um, so we've got the game club coming up. Um, that is on September 11th. Is that right? No, September September 12th. 12th, yes, 12th. Yeah, September September 12th. Uh, the afternoon of September 12th. Um, we'll uh, let you know the time. Uh, it'll probably be around 2 p.m. Pacific. Um, so we are doing Psychonauts for that. Um, so if you haven't played Psychonauts yet, there's still a little bit of time. You can jump in and, and talk with us about it. Psychonauts 2 is coming up, so it's a great time to catch up before jumping into that. Um, we'd also like your emails. We used to do a segment on here with... Uh, um, community questions, and we'd still love to answer a few community questions if anybody'd like to send some in. Uh, now we are submitting them to our email, which is podcastggd at gmail.com. So if you have a question for the show, please email it in to podcastggd at gmail.com. Lastly, I'd like to give a shout out to a couple of other content creators. Uh, first of all, Mega Matt, uh, Mega Matt X86 over on YouTube. He's doing some really cool retrospective uh, videos on some great games that uh, don't get enough love and attention these days. Dishonored, Dead Space 2, uh, the, the the newer Wolfenstein games, um, and uh, he's just uh, he's just kind of starting out, but he's doing a great job with his videos. So. Love it if you checked it, checked out his work and uh, you know give him a subscribe if you like what he's doing over there. Also, our good friends over at uh, the Level Zero podcast are mm -hmm. getting ready to start their second season. Uh, it's coming up here next month. Um, so check out Level Zero. Um, they have a great podcast. You, it's a good time to catch up on season one. And they're also over on Twitch. So you can look them up, uh, Level Zero on Twitch, and they're doing a lot of streaming lately. They're oh, yeah. good friend. Preston and uh they have a very entertaining stream. So check yeah, them out do. too. Preston's awesome. I've played a bunch of games with Preston and they are also uh the new branch of uh the Draft Punks Discord too. So Yes, Ooh. yes they are. Yes, yes, cool. yes. Well, Jonah, final word. You know, just thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Brad. It's fantastic seeing you guys again and uh sorry everyone for the little bit of technical issues it's comes with the territory of recording a uh, a podcast on discord and whatnot but um i think we had an excellent show uh kaden you did fantastic wes you stumped us you finally got us with that game <laughs> man nice job um yeah i don't i don't have anything else uh we will be doing our last poster giveaway in september so Keep your eyes peeled for uh, for when that goes up and when we make that post. And maybe you can win an awesome Doom Eternal poster. So Pretty slick. And uh, Brad, your final word. Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, just wanted to thank you guys for having me on. I had a blast as usual. Uh, also wanted to thank you for having me on with Jimmy. He's the best. Oh, yeah. It's true. It's true. And that brings us to best. What is your final word, my dude? I just want to say thank you guys so much for having me on today. It's a real pleasure. Uh, it's so much fun to come back and do this again with you and uh, to echo Brad's sentiment. But back to you, Brad, you're a lovely human being. And I'm so glad we got to, to do this, you know, kind of live, as it were. And thank you guys so much you know, for doing this show. And if anybody out there 
wants to help me out, just check out the rest of these guys and the work that they've done. There's a bunch of other videos on here, lots of great game debates. A lot of just like uh what what's this word? Um it's just uh just kindness. I don't know. It's something that we don't see a lot of these days. Um just being cordial about having thoughts and feelings, even if they are um, divisive amongst the crew. And I really respect and thank you guys and for doing what you're doing and having me. A pleasure. Awesome. Thank you, Jimmy. We, uh, we appreciate that a lot. Been a uh, heartwarming re uh, reunion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we appreciate our guests and uh, to our listeners, uh, happy gaming. Bye. 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 As always, a big thank you to our friend Miss Riven for the music in our podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to check out more of what they have, you can pay them a visit on Twitter at capital M I S T capital R I V E N seven one nine or on Bandcamp at Miss Riven. Thanks again for tuning in. Till next time.